Welcome to Inside Out Podcast. Here is your host, Sean Barnes. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Out Podcast. And you know what? Today is going to start the trend because we're going to do this a lot more regular. Please welcome the co-host, co-pilot, partner in crime, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't think of any more things to say, so... <laughs> <laughs> I can Michael, be, welcome to the show. The Robin to your Batman, but you know, <laughs> you see us as equals, man. I respect that. And uh, thanks a lot for welcoming me on to the Inside Out podcast. I'm an avid listener, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I've listened to every oh, yeah, every single one that's been bloody posted. With a fanboy on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Can you take my autograph at the end of the show? <laughs> oh, don't you worry. No, you I mean, I mean you're <laughs> not mine, but yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's funny because uh, we've talked about doing this for so long, and and uh, like <clears throat> the obviously inside out podcasts about like you know like mindset and just you know yeah. general just everyday kind of life stuff and things that we all go through that are not always the easiest things to talk about. The shape or, parts of life, man. The shape parts of life that you know. Yeah that people tend not to talk to and if they just knew that they could talk to somebody or listen to this and know that, you know, you're not alone in that journey. You've got mm. uh, other people there in the world, brothers and sisters, mum, dads, whatever, uncles, aunties, all in the same boats. Like, this this is not a, a biased thing. This, is, this affects everything. This affects everybody, mm. like, you know, when it comes to... Mm. Uh, mental health. Mm. Well, Michael, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. This is not an interview by any means, <laughs> but I told you I was going to ask you a question before we, well, you know, since we're podcasters when we went on the air, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but um, I told you I was going to ask you this question about like uh, the, mm-hmm. one of the current events in the news. But actually, that's not the question that I'm going to ask you. <laughs> nice. Always keep it authentic, man. Oh, exactly. Well, who cares about that question anyway? Idiots. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's funny, like, as you, like, as you get older, you, like, value different things. Like, just 100%. in general, like, uh, you know, the, like, the, anyway, that the question is, is like, what was three things or a few or a handful of things or whatever you want to say that you thought about, like, when you were, <clears throat> let's say, 20, and then, like, the kind of modern day you, mm. like, what was the three things that you valued more then than whatever you value now? And it could be anything, by the way, it's not just like, a, but it's not. I'm not talking about like a set subject or whatever, or a certain thing can be tangible, mm. intangible. You know. Yeah. Um. Three. It's got a good question. To be honest, man, I need to have a little bit of a mm. think and what to do. But it doesn't even need to be three. It could just be one, if that's what you can think of right now. It's yeah. Just, um. It's like. Yeah. I think a, a big one is, uh, you know, 
I thought I'd already kind of grew up and knew my mindset and this was going to be a mindset the rest of my life and, you know, is it a fuck? You uh, consistently grow, well, to be honest, any kind of, I would say, normal bracket person, there's just some people who don't give a shit about um, the growth and stick to their old ways and, you know, that's fine as well, by the way. There's no issue with that. It's just that... Mm. I'm not that kind of person, man. And I uh, kind of strive yeah. to do better and better. And I feel that if you don't, um, you know, have that drive, that you're kind of wasting your life a bit. Definitely. Especially because you're like... <clears throat> you know, it's like the, there's the distance you're like... And um, having your set way of thinking, no matter what someone says or what evidence you find out, Mm-hmm. basically you don't want to change or you look at it in the sense of like why don't you do you know the nine is just like listen to things listen to people like watching how different things unfold and people that you encounter or situations you encounter in your life and how every single one of them can teach you a lesson if you wanted yeah. to teach you a lesson or you could look at all of those situations people whatever and go, that was all out to get me, and, you know, I'm the victim here, and, and yeah, yeah. you know, like, it's a very different mindset of how you would approach it, and I can see why, you know, obviously you'd ideally want to look at it in things that you had learned, but sometimes when stuff happens, you you do feel like the victim, you do feel like it's hard, and that you can't continue and stuff like that's that. That's a national, that's like a natural kind of emotional response that I think everybody has as a default yeah, when it's like a raw feeling. 100%, yeah. Yeah. But, like, as things become more kind of like you've been able to process it and that, because that can take time, mm-hmm. then it's like, how do you look back on it then, I guess? Because it's how, when you look back on it, is, you know, how the story that you tell yourself about that situation. Mm. So good at that. Um, I mean, I guess uh, there we've had plenty... Um, uh, kind of occasions where that's happened and there, I guess there's nothing more so well, I don't know if people know listening but we obviously worked together that's how we first met and um, mm-hmm. the one of the and yeah we've obviously had a few kind of fights with uh, scenarios and one of those was that kind of changing to the working week uh, mm. where they were changing our com- shifts like la- last minute uh, like yeah yeah you're mm. doing these set shifts and guess what they're going to be changing you're going to be doing a four on four off pattern and it's going to be this it's going to be that and they were just like yeah I don't bloody think so yeah yeah and then, and then we got our, our shit together we got our um, um, evidence against this the reason we you know said that this is a flight risk for the rest of the people working here and we worked together and um, had meetings of management and, you know, done something which I think to this day is still pretty impressive where we've been able to change yeah. a business decision of coming down from a, a, a low level of technician or analyst, like what you want to call it. And um, mm. one of the reasons I'm proud of that is because we just beat the odds and uh, taught me a lot about... Um, Belief mm-hmm. and fighting for what I believe in as well, man, and, and going with that yeah. gut feeling. 
Goldman had got feeling, I think, is a mm. huge part of um, who I am as a person, man. And I, I bet I'll be honest, as big as my gut is, it's done me pretty well so far. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a wisdom gut. <laughs> you can touch it, you can feel it, you can move it around, you can <laughs> slap it. <laughs> <laughs> true though it, but if you think about it it's the way I would have wanted to start because you know it's basically just thinking it's basically you know the whole thing of and I've talked about it many times on this man mm-hmm. it's you get treated the way you allow other people to treat you yeah right and and it's such a I'm not saying like I'm super smart for thinking that or anything. It's just like some people don't think that that's the maybe they think that's the case outside the uh, a professional environment. But when it's professional, you know that's your seeing your person and you should do what they say and you know. And I'm not saying we shouldn't follow their vision for whatever it is they're running. But there's a way to treat people and there's a way to speak to people and make them feel valued and understand their points to what they're saying. Like, we can't please everybody, but the one thing you can do, like, in any situation is listen and empathize with that person. Mm. You know, whether you agree or disagree is actually not even what the question is. The question is, like, whether they have a belief about something that makes no sense to you, like, and you can obviously tell they mean it by their reaction and how they're saying it. It's that... that way of empathizing with them. Like I don't agree that you should approach something a certain way, but you know what? You know, let me let try and understand how you're feeling that way. I think and I'm not comes... here to change your mind, I'm here to to support to, to just listen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, to support. I think that's a it's a skill, I'll be honest, because not everybody has that depth of um switching the kind of focus from your own instinctual brain telling you something, but kind of mm adding your thought process on the, the person that you're speaking to is like a bolt on basically and uh, yeah <laughs> the O2 the <laughs> <laughs> 10 <laughs> so you can see those Canadian dirty people pictures will in. not get that but you know anybody <laughs> Rogers <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Rogers thanks for the $80 a month less bill thank you <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a sponsorship that you're paying for <laughs> uh, cheap plug well, I'm sorry, you're just not going to get as many people coming to this podcast than you will on a TV ad. <laughs> <laughs> but one day, you never know. Yeah. We, we, it's funny because when we, when we um, decided we were going to do this again, because uh, mm. we've done two prior, uh, but it's it's just like what we're going to talk about. But the thing is, is the best conversations we have is when it's not really got an agenda. So, so. I mean, yeah. and you know, like, this is what to say what's on our mind, basically. I'm fucking right. It's a therapeutic process, and I can see how the likes of Joe Rogan, Lex Friedman, Kevin Mike, Mike Tyson, Hotbox, like, a lot of the ones I've watched, um, there's some sort of weird um, oh, fascination with it. I just think it's one of the. Truest fucking you know forms of art there is left 
alongside comedy and stand-up. And, mm. and don't get me wrong, films on that and music and stuff are great, but to me, that's like the peak of art. Mm. I fucking love Would it. Would you say that's like what the number one thing? Because the number one thing I like to watch is really okay. just watching like people talking and just like, and, and, so like having a laugh I, and stuff like that. I think this dates back to obviously how, you know, our ancestors were like they how it worked for them was instead of what they what was they watched people, but they never watched it on a device. They watched people in person through debates. And this is essentially how, you know, we built up a society, basically. <laughs> through these conversations, challenging the, the, the norm and and, and also highlighting that when somebody thinks a crazy way, you need to highlight that and be like, well, you know, that's fucking wrong. Yeah, exactly. Let's learn from that mistake. Let's not just go about going, like, killing people because they're, you know, five foot three and got a mole in the right eye. Like, fucking hell, yeah. relax. <laughs> a shout yeah. to the five foot three or something. <laughs> 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 oh man, I did not expect that to end like that. Eh? I, was, I don't know what you. I, don't, I thought I was ready for the rest of the story, and then you just was like, "Oh, shout out to all the time centuries out there." <laughs> well, that ended. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, I said, that's, like, that's the beauty of conversations and debates. Um, yeah, yeah. Said, right, well, man, you're five foot. Yourself. Fuck you. I like the five foot fears. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, hateism is large. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I what's that? I said large or little. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, like so the, debates yeah, back in the day, like so I, I, I think I, I watch a hell of a lot more politics now than I ever have during my whole life. And Jesus Christ, Actually, what, a that's state, the same. Yeah. what a state! What a fucking state the world is in, man. I'm just like. <sighs> depressed by it all man it's like Christ it doesn't matter any area of the world you go to it could be Scotland could be England could be Russia could be China could be Indonesia could be oh, countless other countries South American countries there's the one thing each country has in common corrupt governments mm. And it's... To, uh, to all the governments out there. <laughs> yeah. We fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah, United Nations is going to be sending a subpoena to our fucking ass in the next fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> Some official listening to this stuff will be a shite, probably. Uh, what was the point of what you were talking about there? I missed it. <laughs> Was the point in talking about debates and listening about oh, the, well, yeah, political, yeah, but political, yeah, yeah, about talking yeah. about the political side, man. It's just yeah, really terrible. There's a hell of a lot of corrupt stuff, mm. and the worst thing is people are seeing this and um, they're not reacting in the correct way. To be honest, I feel like there needs to be a little bit more upheaval. I don't know if this is down to people, mm. you know, people not trusting some sources, and I get it. The BBC during the referendum was some of the most shocking propaganda I've ever watched. And, you know, it was blatant lies. Sadly, yeah. 
people now realise how bad the lies were because that's what happens as time goes on. The little chuckle bits of information come out and then you go, shit. But you know, um, yeah, it's interesting to fucking see. And you said as well that you you actually watch politics a lot more now. What is that? What was your reasons for that? Um, I would say totally mostly the just um, understanding, like, because most things that you hear from other people are, mm-hmm. and I'm no I'm generalizing, but bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like just reading headlines and instead of, and then just getting your point of view based on a headline. Like mm. every about every political party, like you know, like that's historically always have been a certain way. Some are out for you know mm. rich people and tax breaks for them, and you know, like the housing markets are crazy, and you know, <laughs> and the certain governments manipulate that to benefit themselves and whoever they're associated with, like you know, big companies or whatever. And shout um, out to Bojo, you prick. <laughs> I don't think he's cut his hair since COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Shame. But yeah. But the thing is, when you when you actually listen more into it, you kind of understand it a lot more on a whole other level. Like I know people just, you know, you see the headline, you know, like the Scottish referendum, or you know, somebody's in the press is twisting the story with the headlines, well, or yeah. wording it a certain way to because it's really clickbait, isn't it? Really. Like if you want something a certain way, you're you're gonna click on it, right? Like if you see, yeah. you know, something you're really interested in come up, you're like, oh well, click that and see what it is. But that's then the point of view that people are getting in their head because they're yeah. just going and reading, you know, yeah. like you go on DDC website and you just read the, the main headlines and that's that. You don't even go into it and understand it or do more background, uh, like you get the background of the situation more and the people more because <laughs> Which you don't really ironic. get that feeling. That's ironic, man, because that's what the way journalism should be and sadly dipped a hell of a lot because the public has allowed it to and there seems to be no repercussions for putting out absolute shite and it's really sad that these big companies like fucking what independent new york times fucking guardian the like just don't care if it's shite mm. there just seems to be an uh, just to um, pump out all the stuff and as we know physical papers are fucking um I think in the past really now and things are just done really um it's just like a really fast blog to be honest man now the state of it's yeah. like, how fast can i get this out it's like a okay how many likes can i get this and it's just like jesus god it's monopolized it's monopolized much. even more because of this covid as well Fucking hell, man. Yeah. news companies i mean shit was a money during this period i was actually thinking that i was like imagine if like, I know they may do it at the time, but the, the fact of, like, now it's just like, you know, <clears throat> basically, if you want to create a newspaper article, it's done by software, right? Now, where, yeah. you know, they just submit their work and uh, or their articles, and then, you know, somebody just goes drag, drop, put it in there, or it does it automatically, even, right? Mm-hmm. And it formats it and all that. And then it's available online, like, very, very quickly, Uh to the masses. <laughs> to the masses. But the thing is, that means there's an ability for more people to do it. 
you know, because before mm-hmm. it was, uh, he has 12 employees, you know, they've all got fucking, I don't know, tighter writers or whatever it is, they're tightening up their thing to that. That's so bad you grin, man. <laughs> hey, I'm Sean Barnes, and welcome to the 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> But the, what I'm saying is someone takes that and then prints the data and it's like the whole process of doing that. Like, it's not machines the way back then and then eventually it was machines, but like... Oh, yeah, man, the, the fucking process... But now it's just like the output is so much more because because you've got no barrier between you clicking one button and done, it's there. Yeah, and you could argue that it, um, because of those changes that, well... Obviously, journalism's fucking. It's crazy how much has changed. I don't. I find it really hard to trust anything. I'd say mostly I'm getting my main sources from Reddit because you get a lot of people that are posting. Oh, um, whistleblowers are posting stuff on there, or stuff is released on there, and you're like, whoa. And then usually from that platform, there's when it just gets kind of shared with the rest. It's like that's almost like the hub. It feels like for news um, online um, anyway. Don't mm-hmm. know if you feel the same. <clears throat> uh, I think I, I agree. I also think that like um, there's a lot of uh, like fake stuff, man. Like oh, you know, you. And, and 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 platforms like Reddit where you can totally you know create a basic account and post and reply and all that. That's yeah. got a lot of dangers to it as well because that just means anybody's in there. And if they're good with their words, they can make it sound very factual and very, you know, worded the right way that they actually know what they're talking about. But the thing yeah. is, I mean, it's equally the same as someone saying it to you on a, a, a news program as well, right? Like, if they say it the right way, you're like, oh, wait, actually. And you think about it differently or yeah. take that serious being true. Just, just, you know, that is, I don't know how to bloody mention it again, but that's kind of how they got the 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 no voters up. Uh, they're targeting all these pensioners, saying, oh, by the way, or not pensioners, but 50, 60 year olds, like, yeah, by the way, you're going to lose your pension if you if you vote yes. You, it's gone all that, all those years. Uh, the mm. scaremongering, man, it's just like, Jesus Christ, yeah. they went that low. And I kind of thought, yeah. well, I thought there should have been a limit on this age wise where they went. You know, anybody over forty or over forty-five, um, yeah, shouldn't really get a vote because they've had their life. I know that sounds a little bit selfish, but like, mm-hmm. unless well, something drastic changes, it's not really going to have as much an impact as it would do if they were younger people. Right. Yeah. Because there's less time, obviously. Exactly. So I don't know, but yeah. um. It's interesting to see how um, media's used just now, and and <laughs> off off the back of that, you've obviously got the data analytics side, and I mean that that is where money is made throughout the world. And it's but I don't even know what kind of figures we're talking at, like for in terms of uh, gross. Let me check just now. Mm-hmm. Mate, I'm fucking. I'm Jamie. I'm Jamie as well, mate. <laughs> You're hard, Jamie. Jamie and Joe Rogan that does all the, the fucking shit. Oh, <laughs> right, fact <yeah>. checking. <laughs> Global big data a business analytics market was valued. This is specifically America only. A hundred and sixty-nine billion dollars. Jesus. Data. Yeah. 
That is expected to grow to 274 billion. Um, I was going to say, like, this is not even, yeah, this is not even like, if you were to die into that market right now, like, somehow, Mm. you know, like, you're not going to make money more. The way you do that is if you invested in um, these data analytics companies, but man, they do some shady stuff as well. Yeah, the information is great for certain things, but God, it can be used in another way that's detrimental. Yeah. Oh, let's change the figures here and make people think that you know, something's actually happening when it's not, and you go, oh God. It's, yeah, it's really hard to trust a lot of sources. And when you see whistleblowers, like the stuff that happened with the um, bloody bastard conservatives saying like oh yeah we're enjoying our Christmas party there's a leak in that you know that really does give me a kind of sense of fuck there's still journalists out there that actually you know give a shit and want to provide that value to the public because when you think about it they're like that um, you know uh, uh, investigative um, you know person that has yeah. the key to, and, the, and almost the power to help people realise, you know, something shady's going on here. And that, because that's went down, people are just getting fed so much shit and then we're like, well, people's views are, are kind of more skewed nowadays than ever before. I know we're not that old, we're, we're in our 30s, but mm-hmm. you can see it when you look back and to the teenagers, I'm looking at them like, holy shit, man, you've got no idea what the hell's going on. I, I get it. People are naive when they're young, but just yeah. the, the the base level seems to have dropped way, way, way off. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, as well, like it's it's always been a thing. But I actually think go back to the theory that, that I think I was maybe mentioned before. It's really like all this stuff is not new. You know, mm-hmm. people were manipulated before, governments were manipulated before, True. Uh, you know, there was shadiness going on before, but, it, but as time's going on, you know, way back when, you know, newspapers and whatever, and there was a way that people decided, like, we wanted, you know, really, the emphasis of all of this should talk, well, at least I think it is, is as soon as people thought, other people deserve to know about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I like to think it came from a good place. It might have also been from a very bad place. Like, you know, let's and it is like things like let's take the picture of, you know, this company's doing this thing for whatever. But really there's a back side to that. From monetary really yeah. yeah, exactly right. Like, you know, the data stuff we we're talking about. But I I do like to think it came from a good place, but like it, there is If nobody did that, like, even although there's bad, like, would you say in the end, based on the, there's a lot of good that it provides? And, you know, like, I think if you look at even podcasts, like, yeah. they are another media distribution. It's true. Anybody can do it. That's very true. You can argue that that actually maybe contributed to the the um, kind of you know pandemic of misinformation. Yeah. 
hmm. which is exactly yeah like absolute rife and you just look around and sometimes there are people you've known for 10 15 20 whatever years like i know long but a long amount of time and, and you just look at them and you just skew your eyes like did you actually just fucking say that <laughs> <laughs> Karen. And there's the punchline. <laughs> Karen, they're off the Christmas card list. Get them off now. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. Uh, I don't do lists. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just do it in my head. Well, <laughs> doing your head, and then you come back on and you're like, oh, I think shit, I miss somebody. I forgot that. I, I oh, miss somebody. Okay. In the middle, they're fucking doing a shake. Oh, no, Sandra! <laughs> I forgot the toilet roll. <laughs> well, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> All right, let me give you a... I'm going to pick a random news thing. Mm-hmm. Google to give $1,600 mm-hmm. bonus to all employees worldwide. 1600 1600 yeah. $1,600. And assuming that'd be American dollars. You, you know, I'll be honest, man. I'm going to start off with, well, that's great. But, I mean, for a company of that magnitude, man, I'll be honest, I think that's really uh, a little bit on the low side. $1,600 is probably like four, £1,300. And yeah, uh, that's, that's probably the, almost 2000 Canadian. For the, whole, for, the, for the whole year? Or is this a one-off payment? What happens? Is it an increase to their salary? It says a bonus, so I'm assuming it's a one-off. Mm. See, this headline, maybe, I could maybe, go and read it, but maybe. like, I mean, 1600, I mean, it's a bonus doesn't mean it's going to get continued, so. Mm. I mean, if they really wanted to show that their support of the staff, that should have been a main thing in the salary, to be honest. But hey, look at me just uh, judging Google. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a good thing, but it also like when you know how much they actually make. It's, but you know what's funny? Yeah. After we just talked about all the data stuff and yeah, they're the kings yeah. of fucking data, man. Unbelievable. Exactly. I, I remember. Obviously, we we're still young enough, but we, I remember the fucking browser wars, man. Holy shit! Holy Go shit. Yeah, so I'm like, like, what the fuck am I using? My granddad said, "I'm use that, son. Use this." <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Netscape Navigator. Hello, Internet Explorer. Boof, big and massive fucking E. What the fuck's that? Oh my god. <laughs> Crazy, man. Oh man. I've got a fucking question for you. What was the first operating system that you used in your life? Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It was like Windows. I want to say maybe 98. Oh, really? Uh, maybe. Because hmm. I, I feel like I remember one before Windows 2000. Yeah, actually it was Windows 95. Crazy. Really? Yeah, I remember the desktop. And then when I went to 98, I was like, holy shit. And then I got win- um, Flight Simulator 98. Man, that game was crazy good. Oh, that. I had to you know, you can get Flight Simulator on PlayStation as well. I think oh, you can get it. Oh my goodness, I need to have a wee auto play on that. <laughs> and and they're like, uh, 
Sorry, I'm going to say it for you. For you racists. Sorry, I'm only going to... What? For you racists out there, no, I will not be reenacting the 9-11 um, towers <laughs> now. You sickos. We'll look at the second yeah, do not, think Do not laugh about that. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a very sad laugh. Um, but... What was the question again? The question was... Um, about the sixteen hundred dollars that Google employees are oh, getting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them more money. Yeah, Google, you listening? Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsoring the. I'll have Google Analytics. They um, started off humble beginnings as well, man. They started in a garage, or for you, um, uh, you know, North American people out there, garage. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I can make the fucking North American jokes, don't you worry? Uh, hey mom, <laughs> hey mom, he's doing that thing again. <laughs> Nate, did you see that the the there's an app called Horizon Worlds, and mm-hmm. it's a Oculus app, like it's oh, a shit. VR, mm-hmm. and it's just that their their Horizon Worlds is their metaverse app. Wow. Uh, and I, I want to download it, man. I, I think that's a crazy thing. Like, I don't know. I've not read all the details. Is this the game we're talking about? Horizon? Or what is this? Is this the... No, Horizon World. It's, it's a VR. Oh, experience. Uh, it's a VR. Meta's experience, man. So it's I'm like surprised Force have never fucking sued their ass for that shit using Horizon like that. Oh, did they not yeah. trademark that shit, man? <laughs> hey, I, I trademark my name, so anytime you fucking say it, you give me that data. <laughs> like the guy that um, that did the ready to rumble fucking um, phrase oh Christ what was his name again it was blah 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 Michael Buffer <laughs> seeing quite a lot when my videos are loading hey he is known for the trademark catchphrase, let's get ready to rumble. Oh, I God, mean, I can't believe I didn't know that. <laughs> but, but, yeah, man. And the thing is, like, he uh, made a whole career out of a fucking trademark or catchphrase. Yeah. Like, it's pretty fucking amazing. Like, what have you done in my life? Yeah, I came up with a catchphrase and I just make money off it every fucking week. <laughs> talk, talk about a fucking easy fucking payday man shit <laughs> yeah, Nick, do you want me to give you the quick couple of sentences on Horizon Worlds go for it welcome to Horizon Worlds a social experience where you can explore play and create <laughs> oh Sorry. my god when you said play I'm expecting somebody putting this VR sex suit and you're feeling that fucking dildo behind you with the arm going too far in and you get a wee bit of electric shock you're like oh Jesus Christ my head's sitting there licking off <laughs> as bad as licking a fucking 9 volt battery you bastard <laughs> <laughs> and it says, with new worlds in the making, you can join together with people around the world in an ever-expanding adventures and amazing experiences, discover new places with friends, solve interactive puzzles, and form teams to compete in action-packed games. I'll be honest, you can even design is... worlds of your own. 
get to know other members of the community and be inspired by their creations. In Horizon Worlds, you're not just a visitor, you're part of what makes it great. This is my review of that fucking like, little paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a legitimate yawn as well. That's a fucking well, bored with that shit. <laughs> Well, you know, we're tired and we're hungry, so I think we should just wrap up this episode of the Inside Out podcast. Yeah. Um, Michael, something we're a little bit different. Time, so. Yeah, yeah, there's all yeah, a little different. bit different. But yeah, man. Anyway, this is just a journey, Michael. and we're bringing yeah, exactly. everybody, we're bringing everybody on it as uh, crazy or yeah. fucking stupid or silly as. Uh, yeah. That's what we're fun, man. Enjoyable. We're always here on a Thursday. <laughs> oh yeah. Thursday. Anyway, Michael, any closing thoughts about the week ahead, the week past, or anything that's on your mind in general? Mm. I'm just looking at that KFC thinking, damn, I can't wait to have uh, that Colonel's chicken. <laughs> what were you? Well, I'm thinking about some uh, dumplings. So on that very note, <laughs> good night, good afternoon, good morning. And goodbye.